Welcome to Wikilickers. This is Aaron. I'm here with Dustin. Hello, hello. And today we're doing Ghost Towns. I'm going to just hop right into it. Uh, Ghost Town Wikipedia page. A ghost town, deserted city or abandoned city, alternate names, is an abandoned village, town, or city, usually one that contains substantial, visible remaining buildings and infrastructure such as roads. A town often becomes a ghost town because the economic activity that supported it, usually industrial or agricultural, has failed or ended for any reason, a host or, such as a host ore deposit exhausted by metal mining. The town may also have declined because of natural or human-caused disasters such as floods, prolonged droughts, extreme heat, or extreme cold, government actions, uncontrolled lawlessness, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> War, pollution, oh, or nuclear disasters. Yeah, I guess Chernobyl is sort of famous like that. Okay. The term can sometimes refer to cities, towns, and neighborhoods that, though still populated, are significantly less so than in past years. For example, those affected by high levels of unemployment and dereliction. Wow. A few come to mind, but I'm sure they'll show up later. And they have a nice picture here of a town who's, I'm not sure even what country this is. Plymouth, Montserrat. Hmm. Some ghost towns, especially those that preserve periodic specific architecture, have become tourist attractions. Some, are exam- some examples are Bannock, Montana, in the United States, Baker, Parker's. Barkerville, British Columbia in Canada, Krakow in Italy, Ogdam in Azerbaijan, Kolmanskope in Nam- Nam- Namibia, Pripyat in Ukraine, Donoshkodi in India, and Fordlandia in Brazil. Okay. So, so some ghost towns actually become destinations because it says period-specific architecture. I could see that, like, going somewhere and checking out a town that's not really, you know, nobody lives there anymore, just to see what it looks like. That makes sense. Um, the town of Plymouth on the Caribbean island of Montserrat is a ghost town that is in the de jure capital of Montserrat. It was rendered uninhabitable by volcanic ash from an eruption uh, of the Sofri Hills volcano in 1995 and has remained so. That's kind of wild. So that's what that is. It's all covered with ash. Have you ever been to a ghost town, Dustin? Uh, I don't think so. I, I've been to some towns that, specifically in Oklahoma, but maybe a few other places, where you could definitely tell it used to be a city, but in like like the streets were wide and there was all this like you know small city, but and all these like sort of really nice buildings, like bigger buildings, and there's nothing there anymore. But people still live in the city. It's just not nearly as many people. So that downtown feels like completely empty because there's just in this case a lot of times like old boom towns and stuff. Hmm. Well, it's. Yeah. it's it's kind of nice because you get that like big city feel, but it's not crowded. Well, see, I'm I'm a bit of a night owl, <laughs> so okay, I like to go out and navigate 
regular towns. In the middle <laughs> of the night, it's kind of like towns. a ghost town. And, the, and <laughs> I get this feeling like, oh, yeah, this is all for me. <laughs> that's a good, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> very nice. Do you want to do a definition? Sure. The definition of ghost town varies between individuals and between cultures. Some writers discount settlements that were abandoned as a result of a natural or human-made disaster or other causes, using the term only to describe settlements that were deserted because they were no longer economically viable. T. Lindsey Baker, author of Ghost Towns of Texas, defines a ghost town as a town for which the reason for being no longer exists. Some Hmm. believe that any settlement with visible, tangible remains should not be called a ghost town. Others say, conversely, that a ghost town should contain the tangible remains of buildings. Whether or not the settlement must be completely deserted or may contain some small population is also a matter for debate. Generally, though, the term is used in a looser sense, encompassing any and all of these definitions. American author Lambert Florence defined a ghost town as a shadowy semblance of a former self. That's a pretty good rundown. That's a pretty concise definition. So I, I know a lot of movies placed like in the um, 19th century West, you know, American West cowboy kind of thing. That will be like a plot device. You know, like you bought land here and there was a gold strike because the gold's gone away and now your town's not important and maybe like outlaws are harassing you, but you know, the government doesn't care because the town's been anyway, it sucked to buy uh, a piece of property in town that then disappeared, I guess. You wouldn't want to do that. Hmm. I know so, uh, in Japan they have this problem where the population is like aging. So a lot of these smaller towns, um, the youth they'll like grow up, they'll move to a big city or go to college or something. And like, there's no kids in the town anymore. So Uh one thing I was reading, it was like talking about how they were like making these puppets that look like kids and they just have them out around town. It's very odd, but there's also also like, um, there's like a whole Island that's like abandoned. In Japan. Wow. This is like population density. Like people want to live in the cities and the small places. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And they have other problems kind of related to that. I think. um, So they have these old houses that are abandoned and they, they have like um, registries where you could like go and they can either give you a house or give you, or like you can get a house for very cheap. Just so someone lives in it, so it doesn't fall yeah, apart or something. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I think they're called think, Akira Akira houses. Yeah, there are parts of big cities in the U.S. that you know are largely abandoned at this point. Like I think Detroit was kind of famous for that at one point. Hmm. But uh, it's interesting that the government is trying to encourage that not to happen. So the two so the two versions here are. A town for which the reason for being no longer exists or was deserted for see oh the the buildings must remain. I think 
to me, it goes down as the buildings. Something needs to still be there. Like, you know, I kind of get the idea of like something really old, like a, like a city in Greece where all that's left is like, you know, the foundation or something. But, um, I don't know that going to a place that used to be a town, there's nothing left is, I don't know if I'd say that was a ghost town. Like all the buildings are demolished. Uh, reasons for abandonment. Factors leading to the abandonment of towns include depleted natural resources. Like we kind of read this, but we'll go through it. Economic activities shifting elsewhere. Railroads and rails bypassing are no longer access, accessing the town. I bet that was a big one. And then, yeah, all the stuff we talked about. Shifting politics, fall of empires. That's pretty serious sounding. Um, it's made part of an exclusion zone due to natural man-made causes. Okay. So specific, one version of this is economy, economic activity shifting elsewhere. And this says, as farms industrialize, smaller farms are no longer economically viable, leading to rural decay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, ghost towns may result when the single activity or resource that create a boom town, such as a nearby mine, mill, or resort, is depleted or the resource economy undergoes a bust. Boom towns can often decrease in size as fast as they initially grow. Sometimes all or nearly all or nearly the entire population can desert the town, resulting in a ghost town. Can you imagine like you're hanging out and downtown whatever boomtown usa and then all of a sudden you just see like a whole bunch of people leaving <laughs> like what do you do do you also just take off or do you like try to hang in there yeah i mean you didn't get the memo or something yeah yeah you hear about this with the like, companies where like you know there'll be like a bust in a market and like i guess the banking you know all the people that worked at banks left because the banking industry really suffered in 08 or whatever but uh, I would probably be like, you know what? I got all this place to myself now. I think I'm staying around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dismantling of a boomtown can often occur on a planned basis. Okay, that's interesting. Mining companies nowadays will create a temporary community service, a mine site. Yep, that sounds real. Building all the accommodations, shops, and services required. And then remove them once the resource has been extracted. Okay, modular buildings can be used to facilitate the process. A gold rush would often bring intensive but short-lived economic activity to a remote village, only to leave a ghost town once the resource was depleted. Sure. I've been to some of these places, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, one in West Virginia in particular. Um, in some cases, multiple factors may remove the economic basis for a community. Okay, I think we got that part. Some former mining towns on U.S. Route 66. Have you ever been on Route 66 out west? I don't think I actually have. It's it's really interesting because you see this, and it kind of parallels Interstate 40. And then you'll see this like really big road that's kind of famous in our culture. You know, I think there's songs about it and stuff. But then mm -hmm. it'll just like peter out and sort of disappear <laughs> but you can find little fragments of it all all along uh different places on i-40 which also crosses the country it's the modern upgrade um suffered both by enclosures when the resources were depleted and the loss of highway traffic as us 66 was diverted 
from places like Oatman, Arizona, onto a more direct path. Mine and pulp mill closures have led to many ghost towns in British Columbia, Canada, including several relatively recent ones, Ocean Falls. And it goes on to mention several more, including an asbestos mine, which sounds not great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see anything else in this this little section on um, economic activity? Anything pop out for you? Just, uh, Can you imagine like project managing a whole town being built to be shut down later? No, that sounds wild. That does sound wild. Labor is is um not always available in places, I guess. A company town. That's interesting. Company towns that, where yeah, go ahead. all stores and housing are owned by one company that is also the main employer. Company towns are often planned with a suite of amenities such as stores, houses of houses of worship, schools, markets, and recreation facilities. Yeah, so that's what I would see in, in West Virginia. And my sort of very I mean, maybe we can see something in this this other article, Company Town article, but I kind of lose understanding was it was a way that like people who worked in the mine would get trapped because you're renting your home, getting your paycheck and taking out credit at local stores to survive. That is sort of a cycle of like debt that you can never get out of. Mm. But um, because a lot of this stuff was in the, you know, mountains in West Virginia, it was so like intractable. Like whenever the mine went empty, people would stop living there and, you know, it just stays there because there's no way to like easy way to tear it down or get rid of it or whatever. Yeah. Paternalism, a subtle form of social engineering. Hmm. Company town might be a good, a good, good whole episode. Um, the Middle East has many ghost towns that were created when the shifting of politics or the fall of empires caused capital cities to be socially or economically viable, such as Catessaphone. I'm back on the main article. Real estate speculation and the resulting possibility of real estate bubbles may also trigger the appearance of certain elements of a ghost town. Kind of like in that movie where they're driving around looking at all those that tract housing, no one lives in it. <laughs> in the in the housing crisis here. Oh yeah. This has been observed to occur in various countries, including Spain, China, the United States, and Canada, where housing is often used as an investment rather than habitation. Okay. Uh, you want to do human intervention? Sure. Human intervention and railroads and. Railroads and roads bypassing or no longer reaching a town can also create a ghost town. Um, Hitchhiker's side of the galaxy. This was the case in many of the ghost (laughs) towns along Ontario's historic Opiongo line. And along Route 66, after motorists bypassed the latter on the faster moving highways, I-44 and I-40, some ghost towns were founded along railways where steam trains would stop at periodic intervals to take on water. Amboy, California was part of one such series of villages along the Atlantic and Pacific Railroad across the Mojave Desert. 
river rerouting wow. factor. One example being the towns around RLC. Yeah, I think this is something like this happened with the origin of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to go look for that while you're reading real quick. Yeah. Uh, ghost towns may be created when land is expropriated by a government and residents are required to relocate. One example is the village of Tyneham in Dorset, England, acquired during World War II to build an artillery range. A similar situation occurred in the U.S. when NASA acquired land to construct the John C. Stennis Space Center, also known as SSC, a rocket testing facility in Hancock County, Mississippi, on the Mississippi side of the Pearl River, which is Mississippi-Louisiana state line. This required NASA to acquire a large buffer zone because of the loud noise and potential dangers associated with testing such rockets. Five thinly populated rural Mississippi community communities, Gainesville, Logtown, Napoleon, Santa Rosa, and Westonia, plus the northern portion of six, Perlington, along with 700 families and residents, had to be completely relocated away from the facility. This, this is freaking crazy. I, I feel like it's hard for us to do this justice as a topic a little bit because there's so much detail. But this is like really fascinating. I feel like you could learn like a lot of history and industrial history just by like doing a like reading a book about all the ghost towns. Like all these like special situations that have come up. I would have never I would have never thought of testing rockets as a thing that would cause a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of cool. I I saw that so I don't see anything that's easy for us to cover on the podcast, but there's definitely uh, something that's called the KFC Massacre Ghost Town. Oh my god. It has something to do with Kilgore, Kentucky and KF- Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's unsolved true crime. I don't know if that's what... Or maybe something totally different. I <laughs> <laughs> um, think it might be more directly... What I'm thinking of is might be more directly with the Colonel Sanders. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which actually maybe could be its own episode. We'll take a look at that. All right. Well, that's... Then we have flooding. So that makes sense. Dams have produced ghost towns. They've been left underwater. There's a couple movies that have that kind of stuff in it. Brother, Where Out Thou, I think, is one. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's a big deal. I, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of stories about like people either getting money to relocate or not wanting to relocate, but they have to because of dams. So um, one thing in here, there's a whole section called massacres. Sometimes I see that become deserted when their populations were massacred, deported, or expelled. Jeez. That is harsh, man. That is hardcore. Good grief. Wow. Okay. Keakoi, an ancient Greek city abandoned in 1923 as a result of population exchange between Greece and Turkey. An originally French village at Orador sur Glane, which was destroyed in June 1944. 
when 642 of its 663 inhabitants were killed by German Waffen-SS company. Jeez. Wow, okay. Huh. There's a couple others like that. That's really dark. Yeah. It's crazy. Some were looted. Okay, disasters. Then we have more disasters. Actual and anticipated. This article has a little bit of like repeating itself and like mixing things together, but I mean, I, you know, it's pretty good overall. Flooding of Missouri and P Pattonsburg. They mentioned Krakow again. I don't know if that's how you sell it. say that's Italian C R A C O. And there's a whole disease and contamination section with some examples. But a more optimistic mm. section, it says ghost town repopulation. Oh, hold, hold on a second. Some places in eastern Arkansas were abandoned after more than 7,000 Arkansas died of the Spanish flu. I got to remember that. Oh, wow. That's wild. That's kind of one of my home states. That's wild. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, though. Yeah. A few ghost towns have gotten a second life, and this happens through a variety of reasons. One of these reasons is heritage tourism, generating a new economy able to support residents. For example, Walhalla, Victoria, Australia, became almost deserted after its gold mine ceased operation in 1914, but owing to its accessibility and proximity to other attractive locations, it, had, it has had a recent economic and holiday population surge. Another town, Sungai Lim Limbing, Malaysia, was almost deserted due to closure of a mine. Man, these mines. 1986 was revived in 2001 and has become a tourist destination since then. Some ghost towns are being repopulated by respectively refugees Repopulated by respectively refugees and homeless people. In a in Rice, this was accomplished by a scheme funded by the Italian government, which offers housing to refugees, and it was accomplished through NGO, Madrina Foundation. That's really interesting. I feel. You know, Dustin, what we could do is go find one of these ghost towns and buy it. Ooh. I could vote you as the mayor. You could vote me as a city planner. We'll bring in some infrastructure, and then we'll we'll get a bunch of remote workers to remove there. <laughs> yeah. Like, remote work, like, I know it, not everyone gets a chance to do that, but you, I guess as long as you have internet, you can kind of live anywhere, which gets us away from these concentrations of... um. You know, like you have to be in a city to do certain kinds of work or whatever. You could have a second life for a ghost town is what I'm getting at. Just have to find the right one. Well, speaking of which, uh, we could talk about our local ghost town. Oh, yes. Elko Track, which has a whole separate page. I don't think I'm it's going there now. I don't think we can buy it. <laughs> We should maybe go there if we're allowed. I, I, I know you can go to the little sign next to it. I see that. I, we should look into... Is it for sale? Let's find out. <laughs> hey, 
Well, okay. So before we actually <laughs> dig into this, have, the story I heard about it was that it was like a second. It's a it's a like a dummy city. To like that that is what I heard, and I felt like you you may have been the one that told me that. Ah, well. And and it had something to do with like not getting bombed, and you would turn off the lights in Richmond. Yeah. So yeah, that when like, the Germans flew over, they'd drop bombs on the wrong spot or something. The old switcheroo. The switcheroo, but I, but that seems so crazy that you wouldn't. It, it seems crazy enough that it just might work. Yeah, I wanted to believe it, but it sounds wild. And also, I guess we're gonna learn. We're gonna figure. It, we're gonna we're gonna hear more. Okay, so Elko Tracks is a two thousand two hundred twenty acre. That's like oddly. This was like that. This is like some some managers. Like I really want this. And I really like twos a lot. Why? Why not two thousand two hundred twenty two? Well, they couldn't get those other two acres. <laughs> um. Oh, it's in yeah, Henrico. It's considered uh, Virginia's one of Virginia's ghost towns due to its history as a decoy airfield during World War II. It's in Henrico. Kind of live in Henrico. I didn't, still don't know where this is. Go ahead. It says it was then partially developed as an African American mental hospital. Okay. Oh no, that's not it. That's just a random mental hospital. Uh, okay. Before, before the project was abandoned, uh, World War II. The history of the track prior to World War II is unremarkable. Uh, during the war, however, the area was converted into a false city. It's structured, <laughs> structured closely resembling that of Richmond. Oh, that'd be wild if it was like something recognizable. Yeah. It, it's like just maybe like the street pattern. If you were flying an airplane, that would be what you'd be looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, Richmond set nearby to the west of the tract. It is widely accepted that the premise behind the work was to serve as a decoy for German or Japanese bombers on night raids. In theory, when reports would come from Eastern Virginia cities that enemy bombers were flying overhead, the city would cut power to its residents and businesses. At the same time, the lights would come up on Elko Track, roads built in roughly the same pattern as the city in a false landing strip, arranged identically to the nearby airport, would convince the bombers that they had reached their target. The bombs would then harmlessly fall Unhabited stretch of land, the bombers will return thinking they were successful. <laughs> I want to find this underground or whatever master switch that turns all the electricity off in Richmond and then lights up this nine kilometer square kilometer piece of land out in the middle of nowhere. That is this. This just sounds made up. Like, uh, I mean, we gotta figure out if we can go there. We should. We need to figure out if we can go there. It's we don't have time for, for this episode, but I need to like find out if anyone ever did this successfully, or if this was just some general like off their rocker. This sounds crazy, it, but it is what you said, though. That is what it, it, basically, the, according to this Wikipedia article, that's what it was for. It's really close to your house. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we have a mission now. <laughs> uh, all right, what else do we have to cover? 
on the main article. What I see is a lot of just examples in different continents almost down at the bottom. I saw Antarctica was kind of was kind of intrigued by that. There's a oldest ghost town in Antarctica is on Deception Island. Ooh. And they use it as a base for their ship. Uh, Norwegian Chilean company set up a whaling station at Whalers Bay, which they use as a base for their factory ship. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like the same thing. It's like there was whales there. They were mining the sea. They created this little town. Then the Great Depression, it says, came, and then they abandoned it in 1931. Hmm. I didn't realize Antarctica was this popular. Hmm. You see any other good little tidbits in here? Mm. There's a place called Camloops. <laughs> I don't. It just sounds fun. I don't know. <laughs> I saw a, I guess maybe a documentary about um, a town that where they set underground coal mines on fire and everybody had to leave. You ever heard of this? Nah. I believe it's in Pennsylvania, but I don't see it listed here. Just like the ground is hot and fire comes out of it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is really amazing. I'm sure this is very disruptive for the people that were like just looking for work somehow, you know, that were sort of desperate and they go wherever this is. It's over. So I, I like to see also, I'll rip through those real quick. Exclusion zone, ghost ship, list of ghost towns by country. That might be a good one to take a look at sometime. Lost cities. Like, how do you lose a city? <laughs> Modern ruins. Phantom settlement. That might be what we have. Here in uh, by my house, we'll take a look at that one real quick. Unused highway or highways of nowhere. Urban decay. Ur urban decay. I'm gonna look up Phantom Settlement. Yeah, one of the last ones oh. on here is urban exploration, which I've, I've that, known some people that do this. They'll just always intriguing. Around. Yeah, all the abandoned buildings or. Properties, yeah, I think it's illegal. You're not supposed to do it. I think I think it's gotten more legal over time as it's become more popular. Like at one point, it's just like a curiosity. You could do it. You might get in a little bit of trouble, but now, like, so many people want. But I see the appeal. It's just seeing things in the ruinous state, and or just like exploring the curiosity. Like, what was that? Mm -hmm. You want to go look at it. Phantom settlements are paper towns or settlements that appear on maps but do not actually exist. That's really interesting. Hmm. Well, I think that covers the article. What's your uh, any takeaway or last uh, comments well, for this last thing on here looks kind of interesting. It's called Yellow Cake Boomtown. Did you see All right, that? let's take a look. It says a Yellow Cake Boomtown, also known as a Uranium Boomtown is a town or community that rapidly increases in population and economics due to the discovery of uranium ore. Wow. 
uh, and the development of uranium mining, milling, or enrichment activities. After these activities cease, the town goes bust, and the population increases rapidly. Yellow cake. These pictures are wild looking, man. Go ahead, yeah. Uranium oxide is partially refined uranium ore called so because it's bright yellow color. Yeah. This picture of Jeffrey City looks wild. Atomic City. It's, it looks like kind of older apartments and everything's just boarded up and there's roads with just that are cracked and grass is growing through them, all this stuff. That's yeah, wild. The metal paneling is nuts. It 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 kind of makes me think of like um you know movies where things have come to an end. What do you call those? <laughs> you know, Mad Max. It's like Mad Max kind Mad, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Road Warrior. Yeah. It's like long ago there was a thing called humans, and they built these structures <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. For whatever reason, we don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the that's part of the premise of like Planet of the Apes, right? I was just thinking that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what Jefferson or Jeffrey City, Wyoming, a yellow cake city, looks like. What's the Charlton Heston moment? He's like, "You animals" or something. He's like talking about humans. <laughs> you blew it up. You blew it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is interesting. I think that's all I got on the ghost towns. Me too, but I'm very intrigued. Like ghost towns, we is have homework. Yeah, yeah, as we often do with wiki lookers, ghost towns is a cons is like a lens to look at history, and also like as a possible destination to visit. I think I would definitely love to just go see something. You know, mm, yeah. Um, there's one in China that's all high rises. Whoa. If what? you scroll up under Asia there, and it looks like it says Qinggong District in Kunming, China. It's the top picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, my understanding of some of this is like, is definitely the um, real estate speculation where they would huh. just super overbuild and then not finish or something. But yeah, I would love to go to one of these. I'd take, love to go to one of these, kind of see it, see something like this. It's very intriguing to think about towns being built and then just sort of going away. There's something scary about a bunch of empty buildings. <laughs> it's eerie. Yeah. It like feels I'm, like life should be there, but it's not. I'm thinking like I Am Legend, like it's just full of like vampire zombies or something. Right. And the, theoretically, there'd be, you know, you'd wish there were resources in there, but there's probably not. It's always run down. <laughs> well, I enjoyed learning a little more about ghost towns. I think uh, that's all I have too, as well. So that concludes uh, our Wiki Lickers episode on ghost towns. Cool. Wiki Lickers out.